Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming live from Orange County, California. We're all dressed up and nowhere to go. Well, we because we've already been. Because we've already been. <laughs> hey, we just came back from a great event over at Influence Church in Anaheim, California, with Phil Hospin Petler. Hospin, Pet, you know, Phil. Phil, I, and, I just call him Pastor Phil. <laughs> yes, starting a new. Um, uh, we'll bring it up later, but he's bringing. That, they're creating a new news channel called American, American, American Faith. And they had a gala. Yes. Is it a gala or a gala? Whichever. Yeah. Tomato, so tomato. It was one of those at the church where uh, Dennis Prager spoke. Yes. It was amazing. He was really good. He was good. And he's getting up there in age and was able to pull off some, I mean, he was funny. He was articulate. incredibly articulate and, and smart and just awesome. It was really awesome. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of things that he mentioned that I'd like to talk with our listeners about so we'll All right. get to that after very cool go to resur resurrect ministry every time one of these days i'm not going to do it resurrectministry.com <laughs> go to resurrectministry.com that's where you'll find all of our content and everything that we're doing it'll be up there uh, as soon as you get a chance please comment let us know if you're awake at uh, 9 34 pacific standard time well if kate's with us it's afternoon for her it so may be she's... dinner time yeah <laughs> But definitely comment. Let us know where you're watching from um, and uh, how your weekend was and what you think about the devotional. Or if you have any comments or if you have any prayers uh, that you would like for us to, to share with the group, that would be awesome. So we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for April 10th. Uh, the title is Faith, Not Feelings. The reference is 1 John 5.10. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. Okay. Scripture reading is 1 John 5, 1 through 13. I find people continually deceive, deceived because they look around them, and many people have lost all because of their feelings. Mm -hmm. You did not come to Jesus. God gave you to Jesus. Where did he find you? He found you in the world, and he gave you to Jesus, and Jesus gave you eternal life. Amen. As he received everyone who uh, one, everyone whom he had given his life for and given his life to, he said he would lose nothing. He would preserve them. Oh, you say, that all depends. Yes, it does. It depends upon whether you believe God or not. I am not going to believe that all who say they are believers believe. Uh. There was one group who came up to Jesus and said, we are the seed of Abraham. We have Abraham for our father. He said, you are mistaken. You are the seed of the devil. Wow. wow. He was just really bold and upfront. Uh, we know that we are the sons of God because we do those things that please him. We know we are the sons of God because we love to keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. And we know we are the sons of God because we overcome the world. That is what every son of God has to do, every overcome the world. And this life we receive from him is eternal and everlasting and will not see corruption. But God is feeding us with the wonderful word of promise so that we might know that we have the inheritance in the spirit. And so that we may know that we are going on to a place of ready, Lord, ready. Are you ready to go? It is impossible for a life of the life of God or the law of the life of the spirit to be in you unless it is doing its work. 
the law of the life of the spirit will be putting to death all the natural life and will quicken you continually and with spiritual life until your earthly life is over. When I see white hair and wrinkled faces, I say, you have to go. <laughs> it's not very nice. I think it, he means you have to go. You have to get on with it. Yes. Not like with your belief, die. with your faith. Yeah, exactly. It does not matter what you say. You cannot stop. You have to go. You will begin blossoming. And in a short time, you will bloom and be off. That is a natural plan. But I am talking about supernatural plan, a supernatural plan. We know that as we have born the image of the earthly, we are going to bear the image of the heavenly. Mortality will be swallowed up in life. The very nature of the Son of God is in us, creating life, immortality, and power, the power of the word of the living Christ. The gospel of the grace of God has power to bring immortality and life. What is the gospel? It is the word, the bread of the Son of God. Feed on it in your heart. It is immortality. It is life by the word of quickening and by the word of truth. You look good. You are an inspiration, but you know there are many marks and blemishes. You know that as you pass through the weary days of toil, battling with sin on every side, there is a light in you, a life in you that is going to pass away, and you are going to be like him. It will be the same face, but the marks, the scars, and the spots will, be, will have gone what will, what will do it? The bread. O oh Lord, evermore give us this bread, the bread of the Son of God. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Everlasting life means bread. Men cannot live by earthly bread alone, but by the word of the living God. Thought for today, the Bible is my heavenly bank. I find everything I want in it. It brings me, it brings life health, peace, and abundance, so that we should never be poor anymore. Pretty awesome. Hello, Priscilla. Nice to see you. Nice to see you at church today. Jan yes. Fritch, you look gorgeous and handsome. Thank you. <laughs> you can take both of those comments for yourself. Oh. No. no. Oh. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. Look you. Good. You, look, you look very distinguished. Gala ish uh, so cool i'm gonna leave that that comment for a very long time there you go no, no. um so what do you got well, there's so many things swirling in my head and i don't know how many of them are from the devotional we've had a busy day we've had a busy day we've yeah. had well i i want to say in totality i don't know um first of all the the scripture that he's pointing out and the importance of realizing that we have the life of christ in us and that should that should be the engine by which we operate. Mm -hmm. And it should be reflected in our actions and it should be reflected in our lifestyle and we should have life and power. And so this is a theme constantly with Smith Wigglesworth. And I'd like to say, I, I really feel like he's really helping me be bolder. And, um, and when I had that really exciting opportunity today and it's just, it, it's just really, um, He says this one thing where he says, I don't know, I don't believe that everyone who says they are believers actually believes. Yep. And that really struck me because I think that's a constant theme that um, there's a great falling away that happens in the last days. There's a false gospel. There are many false Christ. There are false teachers. 
and I think God is separating the wheat from the chaff, right? Mm-hmm. And it is uh, the wheat from the weeds and then separating in the wheat, he's taking the chaff off of the wheat. So it is, it's exciting and yet scary. Uh, like you have reverence for the Lord to be like, oh, oh Lord, every single day, I want to draw closer to you because if we're not drawing closer to him, we're drawing closer to the devil. Yeah. So it is an exciting time. It's an encouraging time, especially with all these people that we're listening to and meeting and coming across all of these tremendous efforts, which are all moving in the same direction. It is, we live in exciting times. Yeah. We really do. And I'm, I'm just grateful uh, to be a believer and to be part of it. Yeah. I, I, that There are two parts that hit me and that was one of them that uh, not all believers believe um, because I was one of them. I mean, I believed in God, right. but I didn't believe in everything that the Bible had to say necessarily, or I believed in myself far more than I believed in God. Right. And I think that's the biggest problem uh, with most Christians that I run into. And that your lives don't, and that the life doesn't reflect Christ in it. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, and then the other one was, he didn't really come out and say it, I don't think. Let's see if I can find it. It's, um, are you ready to go? It is impossible for the life of God or the law of the life of the spirit to be in you unless it is going, unless it is doing its work. And it's like, um, you know, there's this thought, I think, a lot of times when we're in our 20s and 30s is that we have time. Mm. You know what? Right now is my time to live it up. You know, right now it's, you know, I, I want to go to Vegas. Mm. I want to hang out with my bros. <laughs> I want to go to, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigansville. Yeah. And commit shenanigans. <laughs> yes. And I'll, I'll believe in God later. You know, God will forgive me. Right. But it's the drive home from shenanigans where you die. Yeah. And it, oh, wait, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't have time. You don't have time. It's not. I mean, we're fortunate that we are at least made it to this point. Yes. I mean, we're so fortunate. Both of us have been in situations where um, it was pretty tenuous. Yes. And for whatever reason, God decided, you know, I'm not done with you yet. Thank God. Yes. Uh, that you have things to do. And hopefully um, we are on the path that God had had pre- prepared us for and um, um, saved us for. Yes. It's for a time such as this. Yes. Um, and and it, 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 more that we get invited to, the more people that come around us that just get sat next to us. Right. We didn't have any choice of who sat next to us today. And everyone that sat next to us, there was a little bit of, a, of something that we can do for each other, for the glory of God. Amen. Not for our glory, not for the glory of, of them, but to further God's plan Biblical worldview yes. in this country, in our homes, in our towns. Yes, because I mean, even just this in, uh, invite to the uh, gala there at uh, Influence Church with uh, Dennis Prager and the the news channel that's coming out there was just, it was just this random message that I got like, hey, do you guys want to go to a gala on Sunday? And yes, but then when we get there, we always ask for our divine appointments. Yes. You had a divine appointment even at the restaurant today. We asked for the divine appointment there yes. too. Oh, as a matter of fact, as we were driving up, I remember now there were people standing out front and I said, well, that just gives us more opportunity to have a divine appointment. Yes. And you had a divine appointment. I did. So I'm so sorry. I know I'm rambling because it's late, number one, but number two, it, it, this is so, so important. 
that we don't have time. Get to work now. Go now. Are you ready to go? Go. go. There's no sense waiting. Yes. Because you could die, but also God has a plan, and you'll get to that his plan much quicker if you go now. Yes. So, wow. I don't even know if that made any sense. But. It did. <laughs> and again, those of you that are watching that didn't hear my little announcement earlier, just comment. Let us know where you're watching from and who you are. And if you have any comments on uh, this particular devotional, that would be amazing. So can I share my divine appointment? Yes, I would morning? love to hear okay. uh, more about your divine appointment. Well, and I mean, I this is really, I'm saying this for the benefit of those of you that are very much uh, like me and Andy, who are really struggling to come into uh, our Christ-like attributes. We struggle with um, listening to God and hearing him first, listening, and then having confidence that if he tells you to do something, it's for a reason. It's not, it's not to humiliate you. And so uh, at breakfast this morning, uh, we, we ran into a Facebook friend who's also a friend from oh, church. Yeah, and so about that. she was talking about her experiences and what she's going through. And it was really nice to connect with her and put a name to a face. And, and then um, we were, uh, Andy knew so, the owner of the restaurant and, and his old friend from work. And, and so it was, it was like being, it, it is a neighborhood coffee shop, basically. And then one of the waitresses that walked by, I was just struck. She had a heaviness and a, a burden on her that just seemed strong. And I couldn't figure out what it was. It just seemed that it, life, it was just life. And uh, so after we were, we were finished, as I'm walking out, the Lord's like, I want you to pray over her. And of course, there you go. There, then the conversation began. Oh, God, really? I don't... I, Oh goodness. She she's looked, working. She's working. It's packed. The coffee shop is packed. And I was like, Oh no, now what am I going to do? So you didn't know what I was up to, but I no. was standing aside next to the, where they put the dishes from outside. Cause they have outside seating. And I was like, and I asked Andy, can you wait for me in the car? I'll be there in a minute. And so I stood there and this is what I said to the Lord. I said, listen, I want to be obedient. And I said, but I really don't want to walk up to her while she's waiting on the table. I said, I just want to stand here in a kind of unobtrusive way. Just give me a signal. Just have her look at me. Just have her turn towards me. And I promise I will take the step. And lo and behold, as she's walking back towards the door, usually rushing, carrying plates, she had nothing but a two menus in her hand and turns to me as I'm standing there and like looks at me. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> Off to the races. Ready, set, go. And so I asked her. Um, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah, sure. And I said, well, would you like me to pray? And she's like, well, just everything. And I was like, do you know the Lord? She's like, yes, but I, I, I have fallen away. And, you know, she just kind of was trying to make it. And I said, you know what? None of that matters. I said, let's just pray. And I just, you know, prayed that she would, you know, give her burden to the Lord and that this was his daughter and that he would draw her close. And and it was beautiful, folks. It was beautiful. I was, it, it just was another example of how the Lord sends you out on a purpose. And he knows. Mm. He doesn't send you out there so that somebody will laugh at you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's to show his majesty, not because we're anything, any, not because we're worthy, but because he needs us to show that he is worthy. <laughs> she had... We have no idea what prayers she's been praying. We have no idea what sense of hopelessness or or conviction she had or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But but Lord knew. And he's like, I need you to talk to her at this moment in time, because this is going to mean something to her, regardless of what it means to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just I love that he doesn't give any of us the full picture that he gives those that are obedient 
to his voice, he'll give one piece. It's like a jigsaw puzzle and all the pieces are thrown and he gives Sally one piece and he gives Jennifer another piece and then gives Bob and David and Andy another piece. And we put it on the floor. We're like, whoa, this is actually supposed to be a tree, <laughs> you know, but we, yeah. none of us know that right. while we're, while we're walking it out. Same experience you had where you didn't know. And the Bible study friends of ours did not know that you needed to be able to pray the next day in a room full of people. Yeah, that's so crazy. You know what I mean? And so God tells them, hey, go pray over Andy because he needs the strength for tomorrow. Yeah. None of us knew that. I'm so happy our friend Courtney, who invited to the gala tonight. Yes. She related the same. It wasn't, there was not, not just her, but Todd did too. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? same, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And because I was kind of confused, not, I wasn't like, like, like crazy confused. It was just like, did it really go silent? And I didn't know if that was just in my head or me shutting them out, that the room went silent about halfway through my prayer. And, and the reason that's so significant to me is because it was so loud. That's it what was, they all said too. They it said was, it was demonic. It was, they said it was screaming. There was demonic <laughs> screaming when you started. Yeah. So I was so happy tonight uh, at the gala. The, Courtney was the one who invited us, who is also a mom uh, who attends the school board meetings with us, who attends uh, Influence Church. But then one of the other um, candidates. candidates who's going to be running for school board was there. And both of them, un, I, I, we, I didn't tell them my story first. They just said, oh my gosh. This is your what, prayer. Wow, that the, was crazy. It was, yeah, yeah uh, it was like really crazy. And they, the, the same exact story. Yes. Because it, I mean, some part of it thought me, is it just me? But, but <laughs> is about, this just happening to me and nobody else is hearing what I'm hearing? From and we world? can't forget Char, the ladies the, who told you to pray, her obedience. Mm -hmm. oh, like, why sure. did she choose you? Why yeah, did well, she I mean, say Andy? She, I mean, she literally goes, Andy, get up and pray. Yeah, I'm like, like, what? Andy's like, what? There's a room full of Christians in there. Yeah. Why did she come to me? <laughs> exactly. So something, you know, the Lord spoke to her. She had no idea why. Yeah, who knows? She had no idea. The, the, the guys at the Bible study had no idea what you were in store for the next yeah. day. You had no idea what you were in store for the next day. You know, but it was, it's just God at work. So yeah, that seed that you planted with that waitress today, I'm just wondering what and why did she come out at that moment and take a look at you and just kind of. And I'm standing by where you dropped dirty dishes. She had no dirty dishes in her hands. Yeah. And she menus. just she just had menus and yeah. she just pivots and stands there. And I was like, well, there we go. And <laughs> There's then, your sign. <laughs> there's my sign. Cause I made this little deal with, with the Lord. I was I'm like Moses. I'm like, listen, I don't know how to you, speak. You, you need, need to, to show do this me. first. Yes. You needed to give me this first because I can't do this otherwise. But it's it is the it's the call to obedience that allows God to move. Mm -hmm. And so without that, we just continue to be. Christians who don't believe. Yeah. Because if you truly believe that you have Christ within you, if we all truly believe that and we hear something that we know is not from ourselves, because we don't want to go out of our way to pray for a complete stranger in the middle of a crowded room. <laughs> so when we know that we hear that, then we have to trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. And so it's just a, I don't know. I just want to encourage all of you. And yet to tomorrow just, we'll say, God, you know what you're doing? This seems so crazy. It <laughs> seems entirely random. But Priscilla says, uh, Pastor Jack always says you were born for a time such as this. And, um, and she's not saying that to me. She's saying Jack says that in general to, right. the, to the crowd, which I, I, want, I want to pull it up because um, even Dennis Prager, uh, and you're going to talk a little bit more about Dennis, but the one thing, it was very clear is that um, 
and we're hearing this, especially since our, one of the churches that we go to, we weren't really happy with this message, but what I felt that Dennis is saying and what Pastor Jack says through Priscilla's message here is that it, we are made for a time such as this to speak up, to be a clinging, <laughs> no, to be not very to be loud, clinging. not to be a clinging sim- symbol, with love, get them, but, but with love, but to be, uh, to speak truth and to be there when we see evil being done. Not to just be, um, we'll just let the devil go by and he can just go, um, oh, I'm not going to warn the people that the devil's coming. No. Right. We're just trying to stop them. And then we're, you know, to warn them, hey, you're heading down a dark path. Yes. You're heading down a place where you are going to go to hell. And, um, and we're no longer to be um, silent. Um, and so I think that that's so important. Jennifer says, that's awesome. And then uh, Priscilla says, oh, that's uh, beautiful. God's work. Uh, works in mysterious ways at Paul's so, Country Kitchen. And so, yeah. and Pastor Jack today, um, so every year, 32 years, he talks on Palm Sunday about um, the Lord entering Jerusalem and he's riding on a donkey and how it fulfills prophecy. And today he described it in a very unique way. So I've heard, I think now it's four Easter messages about Palm Sunday. Uh, and I mean, the message before Easter, the Palm Sunday message, and he called this one suddenly. And he describes how life, how uh, the promptings of the Lord come suddenly and describes these qualities of what it's like for when they come suddenly. But he says something kind of mysterious right when he starts and he doesn't explain it or expand on it. He said, is God using these promptings, what's happening in the world and disruptions as an opportunity for revival or to announce judgment to the people. This, like the the Lord sent this like this this download to my heart, like oh goodness, this could very well be, like what we're doing could very well be the that were the Jeremiah and the Nehemiahs of the age where we're war- warning people the Noah punishment is coming folks punishment is coming you know repent repent the day of the lord has come you know Mm -hmm. and so he was hinting to that without expanding on it but it's it's extremely striking to me that it is the exact opposite of the message that we heard that don't be agitators right because what he's basically saying is that god is expecting for us to sound alarm bells before the end of time so that as many people as possible are saved. Mm. And that is not a comfortable position. And so he says, understand in this, in this suddenly capacity, it'll disrupt your life. It can cause chaos. And he's like, and if you allow it to, it will destroy your home. It'll destroy you and it'll destroy your home. So if you don't stay conscious of the fact that the enemy can attack suddenly and life's disruptions, even from God will come suddenly, it can make you unravel. And we experienced, we experienced that exact thing. We experienced that exact thing just a month ago where the, the notice of having to leave our home was extremely disruptive and chaotic. It just caused this sudden earthquake, mm-hmm. you know, that could really, that really had the ability um to tear us apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, it was, it was 
extremely powerful for me to hear him explain it that way. And it's unlike any other Palm Sunday message that I've heard from yet. And I'm sure people who've been there 30 years um, found it to be unique because it was a very interesting way in which he described um, the arrival of Jesus into Jerusalem, which is, by the way, the first coming. He's like, the first coming of Christ is not his birth. It is when he lands when he enters Jerusalem and his second coming. It's the first time I've heard is, that too. Right? Yeah. And his second coming is when he returns to Jerusalem as king. Right. Kate is here. Hey, Kate. Nice to see you. Hi, Kate. And uh, Jan French said, says, I loved when Pastor Jack imitated the rocks crying out. <laughs> right? It was so cute. And that's one of my favorite verses of the Bible is that it's just the, if I tell them to be silent, the rocks will cry out. Like this, <laughs> just the bam of that, you know, like you have no idea who you're talking to right now. He was so good today. It was, he Wasn't was he? so funny. It was the third service. The yeah. kids sounded great today. The, the, the Oh my the, God. It was awesome. The wasn't babies. It? <gasps> and usually it's a little, no, you know, little, it's a little wonky sometimes. I know, but uh, they, we had a choir at Calvary Chapuccino Hills today Jack, after Jack Gibbs. Those of you that don't uh, that know who we're talking about. Uh, but the message today, they had a choir of children uh, and it was amazing. And they did a little skit. Yes. Uh, oh, they were so cute. So, so good. I pulled up my Prager notes too. Just there was one little girl who just seemed so angry. It was just, she was sitting there like this. She like, was just scared. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I think she looked like she was stuck. And then finally, they, finally she goes, there was some hand motion. She goes. <laughs> put her hands back down. She put her hands back down. That was my favorite. And then the little boy that he might have been like four years old. Oh, or four he was five adorable. Years old. He was he was, you know, they're, they're all facing the audience except for him. He's facing the person next to him and copying the kid next to him. But that was so entertaining. It was. It was really cute. So, sorry, that was my little squirrel. Little kids was a squirrel. It was adorable. <laughs> Good to mention. All right, what's next on your, you got a lot of stuff, a lot of notes on your phone. Oh, it's Prager. Yes. Oh, Dennis Prager was on fire tonight. Yes. Uh, and if you've watched him where he sits by the fire with, with his dog <laughs> and all that, I mean, he's a little really lower, good. slower pace. Yeah. A little slower pace. It makes you want to like grab a pipe and be like, <laughs> okay, I think I need to, yeah, I need to get my but, smoking jacket for this. But tonight he just was like, he was got a little loud and a little passionate. He's passionate about this. Love and, I, and I love those private group speeches that are like that, where they go, you know what? I do that on TV, but tonight I'm going to, Yes. Really let you know how I feel. And he was very passionate tonight. So go ahead. What, what do you got on your notes? Sir? So uh, he knows he's speaking to almost an entirely Christian audience. And so he wants to teach us. He's a he's a prolific writer on the Bible, uh, the first five books of the Bible. We actually have his book on Exodus. And uh, he wanted to, to basically share five main points of what God was trying to teach us. And he says that he used to say the most important was that man should not steal because it's stealing money, stealing life, stealing um, someone's spouse was all about stealing. And then he says, but now I say that the most important is honor thy mother and father. And he says basically that the leftists and he, I love this distinction he makes between leftists and liberals because he says leftists is a true evil. It is the socialist communist regime that is against everything we stand for, every biblical value we stand for and every American value we stand for. 
And he says, the reason they're going after the nuclear family and identity is because they know that that keeps, that the, the only way to grab hold of young people is to break them off from their parents mm -hmm. and gave the example of Hitler youth and the Russian youth. And we absolutely see that. I saw that with my daughter, that they were teaching them to hate us and to fight us mm -hmm. and that we were actually the enemy that it wasn't some third party external force, but that our parents were what inhibited them from living their ultimate freedom or their true self or however they described it. And so he said that that's the greatest threat that faces us as Christians mm -hmm. and as conservative Americans is their attempt to destroy our families and our relationship to honor our mother and father. And I used to tell my daughter all the time, I said, I'm not as concerned with whether you love me. I'm concerned with the fact that you respect me. And he said that many times tonight. He said, remember, in the Bible, it doesn't say your kids have to love you. It says, love your neighbor, love God with your heart, mind, and soul. But he doesn't say that you have to love your kids. It says that you honor your mother and father. Yep. And it is, and you realize that the, the principle of that is, is really quite profound. <laughs> Because when he said it, it just like, oh, wait a minute, it does say love thy neighbor, love all these other people, but, but not your kids, but honor your parents, but honor your parents. And I, and I, and I absolutely see that, especially when they're not of the same faith is that um, it is, and, and those are values we're constantly trying to teach their, uh, our kids about manners and about all these things. It's like, I, my job is to make you a successful adult. It doesn't matter whether we're warm and fuzzy. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it, it, they're, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of whether they, um, yeah, you, you send them into the world with the values that you, um, you want them to carry forward. You're creating and establishing a legacy through them. Yeah. And it was, that was deep. But another thing that I found really interesting, and it's actually in the scripture about you will obey my commandments. He says, I ask this question of every Christian pastor or scholar that I ever come across. And the answer is always 50, 50, half say yes. And half say no. And it says, do you believe we need to keep the Sabbath? And I found that a very intriguing question. Yeah. And it's one that God's been asking and saying to me for weeks now. Hmm. Really? Yes. Haven't you heard me say to you, don't we need a day of rest? We haven't had a day of rest. Hmm. I don't remember you saying that. Really? It's been yeah. running through my mind constantly. I think we do. That we have a day of rest? Yeah, we're here doing a show at 10 o'clock at night because <laughs> we haven't rested today. Because we haven't rested. Exactly. And he said that... Um, so let's not get into whether we have to obey all of the Jewish laws, because clearly that would be impossible and we would all die. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful that Jesus freed us from the laws of sin and death. Uh, but, but the ideas, the principles behind the commandments and the principle behind the Sabbath of a day of rest, he says, are profoundly important. And he, his call to us was to encourage us to consider keeping a Sabbath. And he said, when people ask him, how do you have so much energy? How do you do what you do for 40 years? How are you able to accomplish so much, even at your age? He says, it's from maintaining the Sabbath. And he said, Charlie Kirk came up to him and said, Dennis, I'd like you to know um, that I now keep the Sabbath and it's saved my life. Hmm. And so I think that's a, 
it's a really it's something we should think about as Christians. I thought about it too. Oh, did you? We should do something like that to the best of our ability. Well, because I and I mean, it's a what I found most important about what he said was unplugging. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He said from Friday night to Saturday night, and he said Charlie Crook said the same thing to him for twenty four hours. I do not look at my phone. I do not listen to the news. I only spend time with family and friends. We eat, we do activities together. We just rest. Can you believe that uh, Dennis said that he spends the Sabbath with the same couple for 30 years, for th every, every Sabbath for 30 years. Unbelievable. How is that possible? <laughs> A standing. Can you get tired of him? <laughs> it's like Bible study. I mean, we have Bible study every Monday, That's right? True. That's true. You know, so some of those people are in Bible studies for years together, but you wow. really got to like a set of people to 30 yeah. years every Saturday. Wow. For sure. You can barely keep a marriage together that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's another point he was making is that it, the importance of obedience, because it, so he was saying also about how Genesis, um, God says that he created um, the world and he thought, saw it was good. And the only thing he said that was not good was that man should not be alone. Yes. And if that we really understood obedience to God's commandments, then we would um, try harder not to be alone. I love what he said on that, uh, because it did make me think when he said that, uh, well, Adam had God. And he wasn't actually alone. And he he had God. Alone. He had God. So God is basically saying, no, the spiritual is He's saying, not I'm enough. not enough. You need an earthly partner. partner. Not just being with God is not enough. Right. And that sounds a little bit like, well, can you say that? I mean, is that allowed to say that? And when he said it, like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't alone, but you need somebody uh, that you can spend time with, somebody of your own ilk. Yes, uh, a partner. A partner of the opposite sex. Of the opposite sex. Of which there's only two. Yeah. Two, does, two plus two does not equal transgender. <laughs> I can't do it now. I did a bunch better earlier. Oh, uh, Lieutenant Governor of uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. I one already the, forget. One of the Carolinas. Uh, Mr. Robinson. I forget his first name, but uh, what That's an amazing. That's his big platform right oh, now. Oh, my. He's my favorite man. He's a, fa he's he's a so favorite. He's so good. He is so awesome. He, I believe he might have been a Baptist preacher before he became a. I think so. Uh, whatever. A Lieutenant General. Um, just so awesome. Anything else from Dennis tonight that, uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'd have to go to my notes to look at it all, but I just thought everything he said today was awesome. Talking yeah. about Disney, talking about... Yeah, he uh, was very passionate oh. about there should be no Christian patronizing Disney right now. Oh, he he was says, like, you should go there. You shouldn't give him your money. He's like, that is from the devil. Tell your friends not to give him money. Tell yeah. your family not to give him money. Disney money. Uh, cancel all subscriptions. Have nothing to do with Disney. It's demonic. Yes. I, I agree with him. All right. Anything else, my love? I think that's it. Only because it's late. and um, I think we've crammed in a lot. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to show you before. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that we probably will not be on for the next three days. I have to travel. And hotel internet is really usually pretty bad. We may try to do something one of the nights. But uh, I can tell you my history of trying to do a show with hotel internet not usually good. Even if I'm broadcasting and you're on your phone or whatever? Yeah, just because my end is... Well, we, we can give it a shot. One time, remember, we did it in a car. 
Yeah, that was nutty. Yeah, but that was... maybe if you're stationary in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, we might. But I have to go to the um, the another Sodom land, and uh, and that's uh, Portland, Oregon. So pray for me while I'm gone. Yes. Um, and so so just for the next three days, just know that um, you may have to find somebody else to follow for. But don't leave us. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Um, and then I wanted to share the uh, the broadcasting platform that uh, uh, Pastor Phil was putting out and his organization are creating. And, and I guess it's been around for a year now. It's called American Faith, but uh, they have news on there. And um, I guess Phil Dutt must do a show and some other things. Oh, and people can watch Dennis's show. It was live. Go back to, oh. to the carousel. Yes. Oh, you can actually watch the event. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely watch it. Watch Dennis Prager tonight. I thought I thought it was wonderful. And next time around, we can maybe talk about it. But they have um, breaking news that they do. They shared some stories that they did that everybody else was ignoring or not even not even doing a story on. Uh, but um, go to AmericanFaith.com, AmericanFaith.com, and they have an app uh, in the app store. You just type in American Faith. But it um, looks like a pretty good platform that they're putting together. They introduced the team tonight, which, again, if you watch the, um, uh, the gala uh, that we were at tonight, um, you will see some of the team members. I think that they probably broadcast all that too. I would think. I think so. The information about the show, about the uh, the platform. So make sure and do that. And then we have one more thing that we want to share with you, and that is an amazing app of our own, which um, Hedy is going to tell you about. <laughs> is it our own, or that we're we're featured well, on? We're featured on. It's the Edify app. This is how you get it. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. The most important thing is do not believe that we're going to dress, get dressed up like this for every show. This is just, we didn't have If time. ever again. If ever. <laughs> maybe. Maybe if we do a gala. Oh, yeah. A gala. A gala, a gala or a gala? Come yeah. on, help me out. I need a, a gala sounds funny. I think it's a gala. Gala. I don't know. Uh, Priscilla says, just really quick, I've been thinking the same thing for a long time now. I feel like we are reliving the time of Noah or Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. I think you're right. And she agrees. The kids were so cute today over at Calvary Chapuccino Hills. And Jan's praying for safe travels. Safe travels. I need that. One more pray. prayer. We need prayer to uh, get a home. Please. <laughs> um, we need a home. We need a, a roof over our head. Yeah. I don't want to come back from Oregon. And where are we staying at the Walmart parking lot? Where are we staying? Idiot. So please, I know we're laughing. This really is, it's, it's, it's getting a little scary. Serious. We can't, we can't find a home. It's quite serious. We do have a couple applications in. Uh, there's one that would be amazing, but uh, if God uh, so, wills. so wills, we would, um, we would love to be in that home and we'd love to host um, some prayers or prayer we, studies. We promised or... the first event we would host is our Bible group. Oh yes, Potluck. for sure. We'll do that for sure. But uh, yeah, we could definitely use more. Pro I just realized our camera is very crooked. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's late. Thank it's you guys for joining us. We love you. God bless you. God bless you.
Thank you. Good night. Bye.